0: Welcome to the Breakfast Leadership Show, where we interview global thought leaders on business, leadership, and life. Here's your host,
1: keynote speaker, best selling author, and chief burnout officer of the Breakfast Leadership Network, Michael Levitt. Welcome back. I've got Craig Alfred on the line. Craig, how are you? Very good. How about yourself? I am great. Really looking forward to this conversation. So for those that don't know you, why don't you share a little bit about yourself and the work you do, and then we'll dive into the conversation.
0: Sure. Yeah, I'm a Canadian-based geologist. I have a professional geoscience designation, which means I'm a qualified person for uh, what we call 43-101 reports. Essentially, it's a similar uh, professional engineering designation. Um, I've been in the business quite a while. I started in the early '80s with uh, Falconbridge Copper. I've worked in a large amount of commodities all over the world, over 30 countries, and I'm excited about the prospects of lithium and and uh, have been focused quite a lot on lithium for, for, since about 2015. Um, in my profession, that's pretty new. You know, most people are aware of gold, copper, silver. But, and of course, uh, oil and gas, but uh, lithium seems to be uh, becoming the new gasoline. So
1: uh, it's a great thing to focus on, oh, definitely, especially when you see all of the you know, or at least most of the major automakers saying, we're going to e v and we're going to be there by twenty twenty six, which I think is really aggressive on their part, but, if you don't set a a bold target, uh you're not gonna reach it. So it, it, it's definitely something that uh is a shift. And of course, that's gonna dramatically increase the demand. And of course, you know, the need for mining it. It's it's not like you have you know the stockpile of it everywhere. You got to continue to look for it, you know, much like oil, we're still you know looking for oil. In, in many cases, maybe not as as crazy as we did in the early days or, you know, the gold rush and all that. There's, you know, in the history of humanity, we're always mm-hmm. looking for these, these resources that are, you know, within our planet and exploring areas and, and figuring out, okay, you know, where is it? How can we get it? You know, yep. is what's what's the political landscape of the area that we know has it, and which is obviously you know, you know, front and center of what's going on in the world today. So, you know, one of the questions I wanted to ask you too is the war between Russia and Ukraine. You know, how is that impacting you know the work that you do and and you know other people that are you know looking for those those minerals and a variety of different things.
0: I think the chief aspect of that conflict. Um, is reflected in sort of uncertainty with with, you know, oil and gas, actually. Um, And people have suffered at the pumps uh, over the last little while. I mean, there was the drop in demand during the covid time. Then uh, post covid, everyone might be uh, heading back to the office for work. But there's also this conflict, Russian Ukraine war. And, you know, how the geopolitics are working out with that uh, has been very odd. Um, new sidelines have, have sort of been established. So, you know, I think th- there's evidence to show that um, purchasing of gas-powered cars peaked in 2017, has been going down. And quite frankly, I, I, I think on the consumer side of things, just watching, you know, gas go up and down, I, I think a lot of people are fed up. And I've started to look at hybrids started to look at electric vehicles um, in a more serious manner uh, over the last couple of years. Uh, sales of electric vehicles jumped 55 percent from 2021 to 2022. And that is actually pushing, as you mentioned, you know, mining this uh, source of lithium and stuff like that. It's really pushing us to the extremes, where mines can't keep up with this kind of idea of demand. If that keeps up, it's going to go well past what mines are are producing currently. Mines that are in production can't just double, triple uh, production easily. And mines, uh, or resources, I should say, and reserves that have been found can't get into production overnight. It takes a while. It takes a lot of capital. And the capital markets for lithium explorers have been great. Um, I think a lot of the winds are are at our back for once. I mean, When you're involved in mining, you typically have a lot of headwinds uh, politically, environmentally, socially. Um, Now that's changing. The U.S. in 2022 signed an agreement with a number of other countries like Canada, Mexico, UK, Germany, etc. for the sort of protection and, you know, um, sort of improving the throughput of critical elements like lithium, cobalt, Copper for batteries. Um, I think the truth is they want to kind of level the playing field here, as most of battery production right now is is China based or Japan, Korea, and uh, you know if if the EV boom will happen within North America, then we need our own supply of, of batteries. We can't end up in some stupid trade war that blocks that product, uh, just like the sort of the auto chips uh, that happened uh, over the last two years. It's been really deleterious for the, the automakers. So this is a really great time mm-hmm. for investors to look at this sort of new branch of exploration going on, new push towards battery metals. Um, uh, you know, normally copper wasn't so exciting. Now it's exciting. Uh, nickel wasn't so exciting. Now it's exciting lithium cobalt is a very exciting space
1: to be in yeah there's a lot of opportunities on that and going back real quick on on the auto sector for a second it, the, gm you know that they you know that i grew up in a gm household so i I, mm. I tend i tend anytime i hear anything about uh generous motors that's my internal nickname and i'm not the first one to ever use that term but uh gm you know has you know, been quite vocal on you know, their plans but is the auto sector also investing in helping these mines get, you know, the lithium out or are they are they kind of taking a step back saying, we're going to buy it when it's ready? Or, are they getting involved? Because that's something you don't hear in the public too much is, is, are the automakers actually investing in in this technology and this research and the mining and all of that?
0: It's funny you mentioned GM, but um, because they directly put $650 million into the Lithium Americas Thacker Pass deposit, uh, which is clay-hosted uh, lithium within Nevada, and that is a wake-up call. I mean, car companies that plan to electrify their fleet, like GM, Ford, uh, you name it, Volvo, it goes on and on. Um, VW, they need actually that direct line to the, the to the mines to the producers to secure. Um, carve out a piece of production because they they don't want that supply chain disruption. And GM recently announced another investment into a company, Lithium-X, which has apparently technology for direct lithium extraction from brines. Um, the three major types of lithium deposits are are the pegmatites, the hard rock mines, then we have the Uh, mid-grade, let's call them uh, sedimentary, volcanic sedimentary deposits like Thacker Pass of the the Americas, and then you have the brines which tend to be lower grade but uh, they have more simplified manner of production compared to the others. And GM's put money so far into two of those uh, efforts, you know, and and I imagine other car companies will follow suit. I read an article about uh, Volkswagen looking for minds to invest in. So, uh, of course, Elon Musk and Tesla have recently announced a number of moves with Piedmont. I think they have a sort of an offtake agreement. And within Tanzania, they they mentioned recently they're getting graphite. Um, you know, sort of the holy trinity here is cobalt, graphite, lithium. However, there are some different mixes to batteries uh, with different elements, but. You know, all of these uh, lithium deposits around the world are actually all necessary. I mean, it's, it's if you look at what could be coming in terms of, um, you know, a country like India switching over to electric vehicles, and Europe probably leading the charge, really, with uh, demand for electric vehicles, uh, it's insane what, what is going to be needed, what is required six, seven times of today's production.
1: It's going to be really interesting to watch for that, and you know what players are involved. And again, growing up in an auto household, it's it's interesting to see a company like GM, you know, really investing that much into something that they don't produce. Uh, it's so it's it's definitely a, a shift in in how they approach business, but they you know, obviously recognize the situation at hand, and the more that they can kind of get, you know, their allocation that they need for their lines um, suits them very well, as far as being able to keep up with the demand and and the production of it. And yeah, I've seen it, you know, where I live, you know, the number of EVs that are driving around, I've just noticed it myself is dramatically increased, because again, gas prices are, you know, what they are, and they've kind of gone up and gone down a little bit. Now they're back up again, you know, with OPEC cutting production, and then of course the situation that's going on with with Russia and now potentially China. You know, going back to what you said before, you yeah. know, it's important to recognize that you know the supply chain, not just of, of lithium, but other things in the world. If if it's in like the chips that we saw during the pandemic, it's a single point of failure for yeah. all of us. Right, and and we realized how much we needed chips because. Mm-hmm. Everything not, <laughs> exactly. not just not just start, you know, we're thinking, oh my computer, that's all right. No, your phone, your fridge, yeah, your, 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 your television, you name it. There's chips in everything.
0: Yeah, I know. And and, and actually and lithium-ion batteries everywhere. I mean portable devices, your laptop, your phone. Mm-hmm. Um and you know, yeah, I was just saying, like thinking to myself, this it's just an entirety of the supply chain and there's just some points of failure, and those have to be addressed. And thankfully, I mean, there's a lot of government backing. Um, not only the automakers are investing into uh, the lithium producers, but the U.S. government has gone above and beyond. I think it's it's almost like a wartime measure act, really. What, what's going on? They've made billions of dollars available for potential lithium mines t- to get into production uh, here in Canada. The Minister of Mines has, you know, publicly stated we're going to greenlight these things. And uh, it's just that that point of failure cannot exist. It's, we must have our own supply, and production has to get up and going.
1: yeah, and you said it's not something that happens overnight. It takes time. And you know, just you know trying to find, you know, explore and all that takes time. And then, okay, we found it. Great. All right. Well, it's not like, you grab the shovel and start digging and you start pulling it out of the ground. It's not that simple. It's, you know, like, yeah. this isn't this, yeah. isn't, this isn't the gold rush where you just start yeah. digging, yeah. digging.
0: That's right. This, this, you know, most people don't understand from discovery resource building, reserve building to production. That's often a decade and we can't afford that decade this time around because, you know, I, I think it's really interesting. You said that you see EV vehicles now, right? They're popping up on the road. It really reminds me of, of the days where um, cell phones started. Like I saw a guy in a bar on a cell phone, uh, one or two. You know, I'm old enough to remember this. And suddenly they went from being rare to common to now you have like three at home. You know, 12-year-olds have their own cell phone. And I think electric vehicles are going to be a similar thing where they're popping up here, there, in, in people's neighborhoods. and suddenly. Uh, they're going to be everywhere. And that's really the critical juncture of everything that's going to happen, where this this industry has to really stand on its feet, has to get going, um, needs some government help. Obviously, the automakers see it. What's a really interesting point will be when we see the excellence and shells of the world say, hey, let's uh, invest in lithium. I mean, I don't know about you, but if I was on the board of those companies, I'd say, "Well." over the next decade we're going to see a serious decline in the you know the usage of our product so why not take the money we've got now which is a lot and put it into the next gasoline
1: so that'll be an interesting time yeah i definitely see and and hope for them you know not i don't wish it will on any industry or any player mm-hmm. and all of that but your your big oil producing organizations one, you know, in the short term, you know, start getting more charging stations at their state, you know, at their gas stations, in many cases, depending on the community, you see, and we've seen this over the years where, you know, some of the, you know, larger gas stations have, you know, much bigger footprint in it, not, not so much for the pumps, but the actual inside of the store, because they're selling all kinds of different things. But the next stage on that would be, and I've seen this done in in limited spaces, but I would anticipate they'll start seeing it more and more. We're going to have little cafes where people can sit around and wait while their car is charging and have plenty of charging stations, make it a destination. You know, who knows? Whoever wants to be creative and come up with some ideas on this, you're going to do well with it. But yeah, Yeah. the the Exxons and the Mobiles of the world, they need to... They need to take you know, some of the you know, the money that they have, and you said it. You know, yep. They have it, and yep. and start. We, we got to get a skin in the game. Otherwise, they're going to be the blockbuster versus Netflix, <laughs> exactly. and yeah, you know, blockbuster. Totally. You know, we 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 remember Friday nights at Blockbuster. That was the best. You know, for people yeah. that don't remember that Friday night was it at Blockbuster. Yeah. You're going there. You're getting the latest movie. You're buying the popcorn. You're getting you know, the candy and all that kind of good stuff. And it, it was, it was a thing to do. And it then poof gone because something else came along mail order DVDs. And then the streaming thing came along and, and it's amazing. And, you know, you've seen this, I've seen it too, on how quickly things can change. So I remember mm-hmm. a time before blockbuster. And now I remember a time after it, it's yeah. just like poof. here, huge gone. And, leaving, you know, over 50% of the Fortune 500 companies since the year 2000 were either acquired or no longer in business. Half of them. Wow. And that's 500 of the most, you know, wor- you know, worthy, you know, richest companies on the planet. Half of them are gone in two decades. That's mm-hmm. how quickly things can change and you know, I think with, you know, the mining and all that, and how you say, you know, it can take up to a decade with technology and innovation and and both private and public sector heavily invested in it, you know, hopefully we'll be able to shrink that time a little bit because I'm with you. We can't be dependent on a singular source for things when everybody oh, yeah. wants it. So if we've got those resources under our foot, you know, in in Canada and the United States and other Precisely. parts of the world, you know, we got we gotta go after it and because yeah. the people want it.
0: Exactly. And as I said, you know, if you're an oil company and the writing is on the wall when you mm-hmm. when you hear Ford, GM, et cetera, say, oh, our, we're going to electrify 30, 40% of our fleet. Mm-hmm. We And then governments, you know, like Norway saying, oh, we're going to completely phase out the uh, ICE vehicles, internal combustion engine vehicles. So uh, you can't sit still. Otherwise, you're going to be the blockbuster wondering where all your customers went.
1: So, Absolutely. Absolutely. So, uh, last question for you. And I've loved this conversation. So, you know, what milestones do you think your organization's going to see over this next year? I mean, there's obviously all kinds of volatility in the world and all that, but, you know, where, where's your company going over the next year or so?
0: Okay. So, just to remind people, I'm, I'm, we're talking about FE battery metals uh, on the uh, OTC markets. It's FEMFF. And on the Canadian markets, it's FE on the CSE exchange. Uh, We're working towards uplisting in Canada for for getting on a larger exchange. Uh, We've got a portfolio of excellent projects. Most are targeted to be close to other deposits, Um, both in Ontario and Quebec is mainly our our area of target. Um, We have a flagship project called Augustus, which sits beside, the newest lithium mine to open in North America, which uh, is the North American lithium mine. And it's run by Piedmont, uh, their US-based company, and Sayona is the majority holder of their Australian-based company. They just started producing lithium concentrate in March. So it's that, it's that young, (laughs) it's, it's, uh, it's just up and going. Uh, We've had a lot of recent successes with drilling there. Um if people were to look back at a lot of our press releases the drilling was kind of scattered because we were attempting to find out um and and bring forward in into the present a lot of the previous historical work that was done there which in the rules of 43101 reporting you can't talk about because it's pre 43101 so you have to redrill reassay and bring forward so Ah, uh, we're just now returning to highlights where we hit before. So you know, you hit a good intersection, now it's time to just be more methodical and and drill beside it and find where this goes, because we've uh, we've got basically a pegmatite swarm in the area, which by the way, is what the North American Lithium mine as well has as well. So it's we are just literally trying to understand it. Because it is confusing when you hit a a zone here, zone there, zone there. We need a three-dimensional model, which we're working on, to put it all together. Um, I'm hoping investors will be excited about the company because, quite frankly, we've flown under the radar. uh, And it's talks like this that uh, will hopefully raise some awareness. A lot of companies, a lot of juniors have moved into the lithium space. And their market caps have exploded on quite frankly, picking up uh, deer and moose pasture all over the place. But um, it's just that the space is that exciting, but our company, uh, we're still, I I believe, undervalued. Um, I think that we've really got something with Augustus and our other projects are right next to the Rose uh, Lithium project up in the James Bay region where a lot of exciting finds uh, have been uncovered in the last two years Um so it, we have a very exciting portfolio and we have a program moving forward to hit all of our targets and move into a resource category for the flagship project
1: you know, exciting times for your organization and, and the industry as a whole so Uh, Craig, so much thank you, thank you so much for your time today and really and educating everybody. Where can people find out more about you and and all this amazing work you're doing? Sure, Uh, they can go to the website Fe Battery Metals.
0: I'm a director of that company. I often uh, and sort of the face because of my geologic experience to speak for them, but uh, the results speak for themselves, and I hope they uh, check us out.
1: I'll definitely have that information in the show notes. So, Craig, thank you again for this and for the education, for all of us on the challenges that are going on and the exciting times ahead. So really appreciate your time today. All right. Awesome. Thank you very much. Thanks for listening to The The Breakfast Breakfast Leadership Leadership Show, Show. part of The Breakfast Leadership Network.
0: Visit breakfastleadership.com for tips on empowering your business and your life.